0: Well, praise the Lord, and we're going to get into the Word of God, and last week I began uh, to talk to you about subduing the enemy through the power of the uh, Holy Spirit, and, and uh, one of the scriptures is very, very powerful when it comes to that is found in, in Psalm 66, verses 1 to 3, uh, but verse 3 particularly says this, say to God, how awesome of your works Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. And you will remember that uh, Jesus told his, his disciples not to do anything until they receive the Holy Spirit. And through there, in the book of Acts, we read they receive a power to become his witnesses. Amen. So I'm going to pick up on there today. And the last thing I said to you last week is, You've got to get filled with the Holy Spirit because we will, you and I, we would struggle to lead a victorious Christian life until we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that's the reason why you and I, we need the fire, the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us in order to subdue the works of the enemy in our lives. Amen. So I'm going to start uh, today, picking up, Picking up. We're going to, this is going to be a two-part, and we're going to finish off today. But I want to start today with the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. And these are the words of Jesus to his disciples. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And that word power is dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamite from. Dunamis, power, explosive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And you know, I said to you last week, to be a witness for Jesus means that your life reflects his ministry. That's what it means. What was the ministry of Jesus? Well, clearly, it was to destroy the works of darkness. In every person's life, people who were bound. Sickness, disease, people who needed, needed deliverance and needed to see miracles, needed to experience the love of God for them. All of these things, the grace, the mercy, all of these things. That was the ministry of Jesus and he demonstrated because that is the kingdom of God in operation. The kingdom of God is not flesh and blood. The kingdom of God in operation is the ministry of Jesus. So if you study his ministry, you'll see how the kingdom of God is meant to operate. Amen. So the question is, who are the enemies of God? And what are the enemies of God that we are meant to subdue? Amen. Before I go through a list that I've got here, I want to say the enemies of God are also our enemies. Can you say amen to that? Because we are the children of God. And his enemies are our enemies. In other words, the enemy, we know one thing, if you read right back to the destruction of Lucifer, he wanted to be like God. In fact, to be quite honest with you, he wanted to take the place of God. And of course, I don't know how to say to this, but he should have known better. The net result of that is that he lost his glory, which was awesome when he was with God in heaven. So, let me go through a few things with you, which you and I need to recognize as believers in Jesus, that these are our enemies. Amen? Firstly, the devil and all his demons. The devil is not your friend, nor is any demonic force, any demonic entity your friend. These are your enemies. They want to destroy you. That's what they want to do. Secondly, the works of the devil in our lives are our enemies sickness, disease, poverty, temptation, sin. These are enemies. Why? Because they bring destruction in our lives. They are the works of darkness. They are enemies. They're not our friends. They don't bring prosperity and blessing in our lives. They bring destruction and affliction. These are our enemies. Number three, any bondage, any curse, any affliction, any impediment on our soul. For example, depression, discouragement, these are diseases of the soul. That stops us from leading a victorious life are our enemies. They're not our friends. Can you say amen to that? Number four. The flesh and its works. You know, sometimes we attribute to the devil the works of the flesh. But the flesh is the fallen nature of man. And in itself, it is wicked. And so the works of the flesh are our enemies. That's anything in our lives that is opposite to the reflection of God in and through our lives. Anything that opposes that, that is contrary to that, is an enemy of ours. Number five, negative attitudes are our enemies. Unbelief, doubt rage, uncontrolled temper, all of these things, resentment, negative attitudes, unforgiveness that we harbor become our enemies. They're not good for us. None of these things are good. None of these things bring you into the fullness of God's provision and and prosperity and blessing into your life. And number six, Anything that is the fruit of the flesh as opposed to the fruit of the spirit is an enemy in your life. And there could be other categories when I was preparing this message. These six things is what God showed me and I noted them down. Now, we need to understand that some people confuse temptation and sin. Temptation is not a sin. Because if temptation was a sin, then Jesus would have sinned. Because he got tempted when he was in the desert, remember? devil went and tempted him. So temptation is not a sin. It's when you give in to that temptation that you can generate a sin. I just wanted to clarify this because Many people are confused on this matter. They think, I'm tempted, therefore I'm a sinful person. Well, we are sinful in our flesh, of course, every single one of us. But temptation is not sin. And that's where we need the power, the dynamis of the Holy Spirit working in us to overcome the temptation. Amen. Now, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we get baptized with fire from above. Fire from above. I'll never forget the day I gave my heart to the Lord. That very same day, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. My whole being, physically, emotionally, I was on fire everywhere for one solid week. Couldn't shake it. Couldn't get rid of it. That fire of the Spirit was just churning and burning in me 24 7 for a whole week. So, when we get filled with the Spirit, we get baptized with fire. It's a baptism of fire from on high. Luke chapter 3, verse 16 John, that's John the Baptist, answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on now. There is a fire that comes from heaven. There is a fire which is so powerful and that we all need in order to subdue the works of the enemy in our lives. It's a very fire of heaven that is released in us and that fire releases an injection of divine power into us that enables us to deal with these spiritual enemies amongst other things. You and I need the fire, especially in this time and season as we're getting towards the end of this dispensation. We will need the fire of the Spirit to withstand what the enemy is planning for this world. Amen. No fire, no power. Amen. I'll put this little cliche together. No fire, no power. It blessed me because I heard a very, very famous, huge minister in the world use the same thing. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. It must come from your heart. No fire, no power. Amen. That is why the fires of revival in our lives are so necessary. Do you know? I know church is different at this point in time because we locked down and we only allowed so much and we have to social distance and all of this. So we can't do church like we used to. But that doesn't stop you from receiving. A fresh infilling of a fire of the Spirit right there in your home. All you have to do is anger and thirst for it. All you have to do is ask Jesus. He's the one who baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. We just read that in the Scripture. Luke chapter 3, verse 16. You see, these fires come as the Spirit of God. Comes upon you. Ephesians chapter five verse eighteen says this: Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. It's a daily thing. It's not just a one-time thing which happened twenty years ago. No, be continuously. That word translated "be filled with the Spirit" in Ephesians five eighteen actually is in the present continuous. It should have been translated, be continuously filled. You see, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we get filled with His fire, and that fire is the very power of God that is released into our lives, so that we can subdue the works of darkness, not only in our lives, but sometimes we are sent as vessels, like the apostles, like the disciples, to go and minister to other people in other people, in the anointing, in the power, in the dunamis of God. Amen. And we need this in order to live victorious lives and win over the enemy, win over his evil works, and will win over the works of a fallen flesh. You know the sad thing about this fallen flesh? It's going to stay with us till we die. But we've got to be able to overcome when it's needed. Amen. And you, you'll never be able to overcome your flesh, especially certain aspects, just in your own strength. I promise you. I've tried. Believe me. doesn't work. You need the power and the dynamis of the Holy Spirit. The life of Jesus and his ministry was characterized by him having to confront the powers of darkness on a continuous basis. Why? Because the whole world is filled with darkness. Believe me, outside of a church which is a small portion of of, of the world's population, the rest of the world is living in darkness. So how did Jesus do it? How did he operate? How did he defeat his enemies and subdue them every time? Very simple. By the power of the Holy Spirit operating in and through him. Jesus' Bible tells us he laid down his divinity. He did not operate on this earth 2,000 years ago in his divine power. No, he became men like us. He took our nature, our very nature, the human nature, not the fallen flesh, but he became human. That's what I'm saying. And he operated in the power of the Holy Spirit to do every single work of his ministry. Before he began his public ministry, he spent 40 years in the desert. And there he got filled with the power of of the holy spirit filled 40 days 40 nights and it is in the power of the holy spirit that he won over every temptation that the devil sent his way the devil tempted him as you know you can go and read it in the bible but when he came back into town to begin his ministry he came back in the power of the holy spirit See what it says, Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. He came back. In, I mean, he was he was like a, I, I don't know, like a sun shining. And he, I mean, he radiated the power of God. It's recorded in that same scripture, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. What he was about to set out to do from there. And that was to set people free from being captives of, to the works of darkness in their lives. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has empowered me. It's translated, anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Wow, the good news is freedom, freedom from curses, freedom from sickness, disease, oppression, poverty, all the works of darkness you can think of. Every single curse, witchcraft, whatever it is, that's the good news. One, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says this, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of the devil. So ask the Holy Spirit, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us continuously so that we can be empowered to cause the enemies of God to submit to him in the earth. That's our job, that's our ministry, is to take authority over the works of darkness just like Jesus did. When you ask, expect faith. Without expectation is no faith at all. And faith is what releases what you need from heaven. And so expect the Holy Spirit to overshadow you and fill you with his fire and power so that you may lead a victorious life. Amen. Ask Jesus to baptize you with his spirit and fire. And he will do that. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be open unto you. Everyone who asks, receives. Amen. How much more will he give us the Holy Spirit? If we ask. I want to encourage you as I end this two-part series about subduing uh, the works of darkness in your life and so on. I want to encourage you to earnestly place a demand for a greater baptism of fire in your life. Place a demand on it. God wants you to do that. You say, but Pastor Michel, isn't this pride or something? Of course not. How can it be? It can't be. Because it's the will of God for your life. He wants you to walk in that anointing. Because without it, you will not be able to subdue the enemy through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no way you'll do that. Unless you place a demand on that anointing. And you say, like Jacob, he said, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. We need to say, Spirit of God, I'm not going to let you go until you fill me. With your fire. With your power. With your anointing so that I can subdue the works of the enemy in my life and in the life of those that you send my way. That was the ministry of Jesus. So let's increase that fire in our lives and by so doing, let's increase the power of God and subdue the enemy and his works in our lives. Amen. I'm just going to pray as we end uh, this uh, short series I'm just going to pray. Father, I want you to lift your hands right now. Get ready to receive. Father, right now I release your fire. I release your anointing. I release your dynamis. I release the presence of the Holy Spirit. I release the infilling of the Holy Spirit over every single person who is watching this live stream or is in the uh, in-person gathering. I release that over them now. Lord, let a wave of your fire just fill our in-person gatherings and fill every home. In the name of Jesus, we receive a God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God. Well, perhaps you've been watching this live stream. But you've never, you don't know what I'm talking about. You've never received the fire. You've never been filled with with the Holy Spirit. You've never in fact received Jesus in your heart. It starts there. Bible says, you're going to be born again. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. These were the words of Jesus to Nicodemus, who came and sought advice from him. So if you want to understand, because all of these things we've been talking about belong to the kingdom of God. If you want to be part of that kingdom, and not just the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of darkness. You want that over in your life, and you want the kingdom of God in your life. Well, it begins by you getting born again. How do you do that? Very simply, you invite Jesus to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior. The day you do that, something miraculous takes place. You get born into the kingdom of God. Something incredible takes place. Suddenly you'll become aware of God, kingdom of God. His word will become alive for you. And your whole life will never be the same again. So you say, Pastor Michel, I'm tired of darkness. I'm tired of a kingdom of darkness. I want the kingdom of God in my life. If that's you right now, all you have to do is pray a very simple prayer. I'm going to lead you in it right now. Just bring Jesus into your heart. He will do the rest. You take that first step. Jesus will take the next steps. for you. Amen. Are you ready? Please pray from your heart. Say Lord Jesus I want your fire I want the spirit of God in my life I want the power of God operating in and through me so I open my heart to you right now I ask you to fill me with your anointing fill me with your presence I receive you as my Lord and Savior and from this day forward I choose to follow you. So come Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're born again right now, you born again into God's kingdom. things will change, you will see. you'll never be the same again and you'll never regret it. but on the fact that if something had to happen to you today you have the assurance, Of eternal life with God. Amen. Thank you for making that choice. If you have prayed this prayer. Please let us know. Send us a message on the chat. Give us your name, phone number. Or click the button on your screen. That says I'm a new believer. Give us your details. We would like to just send you some materials. And call you and be in touch with you. And help you take your first steps. As a new believer in Christ. Thank you so much for taking the courage take those steps. And may the Lord bless you abundantly. Amen.